Welcome to the Art Burrito Podcast with Jason Wilkins. Life, art, marketing, and all the deliciousness in between. Here we go. Okay, you guys can open your beer now. Okay. We're live. We're live, everybody. You gotta do it at the same time, too. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Oh, whoa. Ready? Just a minute. One, two, three. Go. <laughs> there we go. Cheers. 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 Okay, everybody. This is episode 15 of the Art Burrito Podcast. And again, brought to you by Publican. This is the Halloween episode. Well, it's the day before Halloween. Um, but I brought chocolate, so it technically makes it Halloween. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have Twix, we have Snickers, we have M&M's. Um, I have probably three boxes at home, too. I could have brought one from home, but I thought, that's just stupid. Because we want to keep as much. want to eat them at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, of course. That's, that's why people buy these boxes of candy. They don't hand them out. Well, yeah. So um, what's your favorite chocolate? Like, Well, okay, so I don't have Kit Kat here. That is my favorite. But I've eaten enough of those today, so I thought I should mix it up. Just sponsored by Kit Kat? Yeah. No. No, that would be cool, though. Yeah. My favorite is Kit Kat. Have a break of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> Are you sponsored? No. No, I just like to say it. Yeah. This is my second time on this podcast. I'm like the only repeat guest. You're the only repeat. Yeah. You were, um, I think, episode number three or two. You might have even been my second one. It was the second one after you did that, like, don't Bullshit say it. One with your <laughs> yeah, that was that was horrible. I tell everyone says I should listen to your podcast, and I say just don't listen. Start off at number two or number three. It? No, I don't want to because then I want to go back later and see it, like how horribly bad I was. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, a, that's a good reference point. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice to... If you go back for enough at Joe Rogan, yeah. his first one, like it's a train wreck. Actually, it's not a train wreck. He just sets it up on a table. And they just him and his friends talk. It's just like laughable based on what he has now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Based on what he has now. Yeah. He's on the podcast saying, you know, I know this guy and he has like these professional mics. He goes, maybe one day I'll do that. Like, isn't that crazy? Oh, man. Yeah. He wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't making, you know, $5 million an episode. Yeah. No, no. He was all fun back then for him. And that was like 10 years ago before anyone knew what a podcast was. (laughs) Yeah. They got in on it. Even like Bill Burr has. I, see, I find like a lot of comedians got in on the podcast mm-hmm. game like really early because it, it is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a show. For yeah. Them, right. Yeah. Okay. So I should introduce you guys anyway. I guess some people know who you are. Sure. My brother Jordan's here and his partner in business, Sean, is here. Yep. And you guys are um, from New Foss Media. Yeah, we are. Um, I'm going strong now for about a year, almost a year anyways. Yeah. Get, a, get slightly closer it's kind of echoey. It's hard because I want to look at you. There we go. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm a beautiful man. What can you say? Um, so, yeah, right out of the gates, you guys were pretty strong. We tried to be. I mean, it didn't seem like that to us, honestly. But uh, it's it's really started to snowball, which we we were warned about by other people in a good way. You know, mm. just kind of be prepared. But yeah, yeah. Um, throw, hey, strong. throw me a Snickers. I can't reach. It's too far. Thanks. Sorry. Continue. Uh, yeah. So we, I mean, it was a lot of work in the, in the beginning to kind of, um, you know, set the whole thing up, all the back end stuff you got to do yeah. to, to set it all up. 
but as soon as we kind of opened our doors, not that we need doors because it's all digital. Yeah, right. Our virtual doors. Yeah. Um, it you know kind of one after one after another and a lot of a lot of referrals. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been kind of that's kind of the vibe. I, yeah, that's kind of what I got from you guys. It was a lot of um, yeah meeting and talking. <laughs> um, was um, yeah referrals, mm -hmm. which is really amazing. Like coming out, coming out being brand new and then getting like, hey, I know these guys. They're awesome. You should work with them. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's it's worked out especially like in Peterborough because, I mean, everyone knows it's like a fairly small town and you know people talk and all that kind of thing. But um, even like I've I've lived here since I started uh, at Trent. Mm -hmm. That was maybe five years ago now, maybe closer to six at least, I guess. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like even in that short of time, I, I managed to not piss enough people off that. That's the key, man. See, yeah, that's so, the key. Yeah, I mean, people uh, it's a, seem to let, know, like, and trust me. So that's yeah, that's kind of what got started. I think it's healthy to have a few people who don't really like you very much, but yeah, if you have too many and it works against you, yeah. But having a few, it's, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. And I have a couple haters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you have to. Because like nothing good ever happened without adversity. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I have questions, and I'm gonna pull them up on my phone here. Um. So you're so yeah. I just want to. Well, okay. We'll go back. So you guys talk about yourself. So from the beginning, I always get like an origin story. Sure. So yeah. I I know George's. Some people may not your know yours. So go ahead. Well, whoever wants to start. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll start that. Um, so I I grew up uh, in, for the most part, in Oshawa. Mm. Uh, and my, my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, he started his own uh, chimney business, like, yeah. a long time ago. And uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the only, like, actual job job I've, I've really had yeah. it was, uh, you know, just working the family business and stuff. And, yeah. uh, and through it, he kind of taught me how to be an entrepreneur and how to do all this stuff. And, uh, most importantly, I think, um, how to sell because, mm -hmm. uh, once I, once I kind of acquired, uh, selling skills, I just, I had this kind of like overwhelming sense of calm and it was like, I'll never be, you know, I'll never be without because I can always come up with something and sell it to somebody. Yeah, that is so yeah. valuable. Right. Like super valuable. <laughs> yeah. So to have that, like, yeah, from your dad is like, oh. yeah, he's one of the one of the best things he's ever taught me, and I want to like, I want to pass that down to my kids when I when I have kids. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, doing doing that stuff, the the brick business, uh, chimney stuff, mm -hmm. you know, not really. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah. It's it's a lot yeah. of labor. Uh -huh. Pretty hard on my back. I'm 20, 25 years old. That would be hard on your body. How's your dad? Is uh, he okay? He's actually really good. Yeah? Uh, yeah, his, his body's holding up pretty well. I mean, I guess it would force you, though, to get into some shape, though, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. 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 And he's, you know, he's, he's at the gym all the time. He's stretching and stuff. Yeah, so okay, he's, good. He's, he's, he's limber. Yeah. He's actually in better shape than I am. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> not a not a crazy hard feat, but <laughs> you know he's he's running a lot now, so he's looking good. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, great. that's cool. But uh, yeah, so I kind of took all the skills that um, he he taught me, and um, you know applied it to this, and you know tried to tried to open something up, and yeah, you know, and we got Jordan on on board. Sweet. What's what's your What's your background? Like, is do you went to school for something or? Uh, no, I've mostly just dropped out of school. 
for stuff. <laughs> okay, but you always that's yeah, that's how it works though. You always hear those stories and and it's true. Like, you know, great entrepreneurs come from that kind of background. Yeah. I never right? um I never really, you know, did well in high school. Yeah, again, uh, at all. a common theme. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to I went to college, uh, Durham College, for mm. uh, all of three months. Yeah. Uh, for music stuff, and it was just kind of a it's kind of a weird experience. It was a pretty new course at the school, and uh, it was it was just not exactly what I was looking for. And I, at that time, I was kind of realizing that like. Um, Again, kind of with that entrepreneur mindset, I was like, why am I going to school for this yeah. if, you know, I could just do it? Because I, you know, at that yeah. point I had a band and that was going to be, that was going to be my thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted to be my thing. So I went to school for music and I was just like, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, at, at some point I wasn't paying for it. And now I'm in class not doing this stuff and I'm paying for it. Yeah. And so I just, uh, the day before the exam for my first semester or something like that, I, I was just like, I'm out. You bailed. Yeah. yeah. Bailed. I didn't yeah. bail properly though. I lost a lot of money because. Oh I yeah. Know, didn't know you have to register. I thought dropouts just leave. Oh yeah. That's like, why don't they expect them to be organized? You know, I mean, they don't want to <laughs> yeah. be there anymore. If I'm, I'm dropping stop. out, if you're dropping out, you're leaving. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not going to, Hey, uh, <laughs> everybody count on, you know, so yeah. you can get your money. Yeah. Well, I, you know, they kind of shame you into dropping out. They're like, come and tell us you. That's why. There were, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, uh, they got. They got Come an extra, and tell us you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they got an extra three grand out of me because of it. Though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it works. Good that, sales tactic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like that episode from uh, from Friends when Ross and Chandler are going to try to quit the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody, <laughs> right? joins and the they're gym. like, "So, why do you want to quit?" Well, you know, come over here, Cindy. And it's like the yeah. super hot, like yeah. <laughs> fitness instructor. Yeah, you're not quitting. Yeah, no <laughs> I actually belong to two gyms right now. So. See, they get you. It's real. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Okay. Awesome, George. You're up. Uh, well, uh, I don't know where to start. I'm on. I guess. Uh, I guess it just starts at the corporate world, like many people who take up entrepreneurship uh, does. So, uh, after high school, uh, I went to college as well. Um, I did finish that eventually, and. Uh, um, I just didn't want to do what I was going for. I actually went for police foundations. I wanted to be a police officer. Um, Jay says, you know, it's kind of like, it's fairly prevalent in the family. And so I, I just kind of looked up to the police officer sort of like authority and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I thought it was like a, a good job, like an honest thing. And also seemed like something, you know, you're not sitting at a desk forever and like you, you're, you're making a difference and all that jazz. Right. So, yeah. um, but as as I started to learn a little bit more about it, I was kind of thinking, eh, this, this actually might not be for me. So I I finished the course, uh, but I just I just wasn't into it. So I got a job, um, an office job at a place called the Nielsen Company. Um, <clears throat> Nielsen Company is it's it's larger in in the states than it is in Canada, but it's still very very like huge company, worldwide company. Um, and basically what they do is they take, take ratings from, and like data from companies and sell it and sell it to them. So if Coca-Cola wants to know, uh, where people are buying their product the most, um, they'll hire Nielsen to do uh, market research and then they'll sell certain packages and sell the data back to Coca-Cola so that they can use it for their marketing strategies. And they also do it for, uh, th there's a media side to it so they can do it for TV shows and commercials and all that kind of thing too. So 
I worked there, but not in any of the cool sections. I worked in finance, okay, and I'm awful at math. Ugh. I don't know how I ended up there, but I stayed there for two years because it was like, yeah, just over no three years, I guess it would be, because um, it was you know everything on paper was excellent about it. You know, I, I was right out of school. I was like 21 years old and I was making like a ton of money and had benefits, had vacation, had a steady job. Like I worked my way off of being on contract and they, they hired me on all this stuff. So everything on paper and like everything that everyone was telling me was awesome. I all was the, like, yeah. Yeah. All the things you think you should want. Exactly. Right. Mm. So, so, and you're, I was a kid, right? So I was like, tw- I was 21 and I didn't really know any better. Like as far as I knew, I was killing it, right? So as it started to kind of progress and I was there for one year, still happy about it, still like happy about the paycheck, they sent me on travel trips to the States a couple times and um, second year, still okay. Third year, I absolutely wanted to kill myself. Like it was awful. I'm not even like, honestly, almost not even kidding about that. You know, it was, I was so depressed and it was just sucking the life out of me. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was really something I did not want to do. I was stuck at a desk all day, um, and they expect results there. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and so, you know, I, like anyone who's had a job that they absolutely hate, you start to get shitty at it, right? It's because you just mm-hmm. don't care, yeah. and then that ultimately just makes it way worse for you. And you know, things snowball in that way. So I started to kind of not care that much, and. You know, I was getting in trouble at work and all that kind of thing. And I was just like, I can't stand this. I need to quit. So I told mom and dad, I was like, I, I know you guys think this is the best thing for me, but like, I have to get out of here. And so I made a plan to go back to university <clears throat> and in Peterborough. So I ended up going to Trent. Um, so once I got accepted, I put in my couple of weeks notice and um, actually quit way too early. I quit like in <laughs> October and I didn't start university until January intake. So I actually worked with Sean here uh, doing chimney sweeps and chimney repairs and oh, like, I remember that. that kind of stuff for a couple yeah. of months to like, to like pay the bills and everything like that, pay for my car and all that kind of thing. So that was a, uh, thank you for that. You got me through that for sure. Good job, Sean. Yeah. Um, went to university and the best thing that I did there was join the independent school newspaper. Uh, I absolutely loved working for Arthur newspaper. Uh, I worked f- there for uh, the full four years that I went, I went to Trent and it was the best takeaway from my university experience. Um, the classes and everything I really did enjoy. So I, I did well and everything like that. And I really learned a lot. Um, I took politics and with, with a minor in philosophy, but, um, and I enjoyed that a lot, but really what it took, what I took away from it was, the research aspects and then obviously the writing aspect from working at the paper um, and, you know, interviewing people, like going out, scheduling interviews, as well as like working uh, like my, my schoolwork and everything like that and scheduling everything around. It really taught me a lot of skills. Um, not that I'm going to be a politician or anything like that, but I did think about it for a while. And then Sean and I kind of got together and we started kicking around the idea of, of this thing uh, late last year, I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So like November, December of last year, and then kind of started ramping up a little bit as something that might actually be viable. Uh, and then February 2019, uh, New Foss Media was born officially, um, and we registered the business and got a bank account and started cold calling and getting getting clients. And, and now, now here we are with uh, a couple of 
a healthy client base and a basement office. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. Moral of the story, everybody, don't go to school. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I enjoyed school. I no, know. I know. But really, though, it's <laughs> yeah, really, it's just not for some people. I no, think that, I, I, yeah. I've, I've thought about going back for like business because, you know, Me too. It, it might help. But yeah, I don't think I do anything there because yeah. I just, I don't like it. I don't like, yeah. you know, I don't really like having people tell me what to do, which is, I guess, why I kind of flourish as an entrepreneur because I get to be my own boss. Yeah. I'm a terrible employee. Yeah. Um, Same here. I always, I always resisted that for sure. Yeah. Jordan and I've talked about that too, just about resisting like authority like that. We, we were, thing for well, we were then. pretty good. We were good kids, but it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't more like, um, yeah. Cause we kind of knew like what, yeah, what we want, we kind of know what we want to do, and then that's that's it. But I same thing for me. Like I worked like, yeah, I worked in shit jobs forever for a long time. Yeah. Well, when I was on the Flowcast, uh, uh, shout out to Telsey and RJ over at Flow Spa on Shemong Road, the flotation tank center here in Peterborough. Shout out. Um, they have uh, their podcast is yeah called the Flowcast, and you can find them on Instagram at Flow Spa On. It's an excellent podcast. Uh, they're on about episode 35, I think. Are they really? Very consistent, yeah. Well, check it out, everybody. They have some great guests on there. Um, uh, but they talk a lot about... Um, what were you just talking about? Um, I really lost that. I don't know. I've had like oh, yeah. five six sips of beer, so I'm out of it already. <laughs> we were talking about um, like having a job and like resisting resisting authority. That's right. Like that. yeah. But um, they, they talk a lot about the mastery of like yourself and things like that. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, which I think, I think we all understand here. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I think people are trying too hard to make something work for them. That's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right? definitely true. Yeah. People need to wrap their brains around, especially parents. Like they need to wrap their brains around now the the age that we live in. And like, you know, it's, Schools, like you said, schools is can be a good thing. Like that could be right up someone's alley. Yeah. But I think people need to be open to the, the idea that, you know, a lot of what you need to know now, there's this crazy thing called the internet. You can check it out and there's stuff you can learn. And that's real, yeah. like real practical stuff. Yeah. That's where I got most of my uh, education for, for starting New Foss. Yeah. Um, was through, was through Audible. Really? Because uh, I would be, you know, I'd be building a chimney with some headphones on and I'd just be listening to, you know, Gary Vee yeah. or Grant Cardone or, yeah. uh, you know, all these, all these different sales trainers and then all these different, yeah. uh, you know, built like business building books. And, yeah. and I, I went through like 60 of them uh, before yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. So you were, when were you listening to Gary Vee? Um, I've all, I, I don't know, like long two, time. Two three years ago, I kind of found him, yeah. and and at first I was like, "This guy's aggressive," you know. He and he, yeah, he, he is. And but it was a, it was a. I warmed up to him after a little bit. Very similar with uh, same with me with Grant Cardone. He's he's yeah. also aggressive, yeah. But I I kind of like that like no bullshit yeah. attitude, and and I really. It's funny. I tried Tony Robbins for the first little. Actually, that's what first got me into podcast was Tony Robbins. Oh yeah, I'm like. Hmm, this guy's all right. He seems to know what he's talking about. He's got a good following. Yeah. And then I switched on to Gary Vee for something. I'm like, these guys are entirely different. And I 
like Gary Vee. I can't stand Tony Robbins. No, it, it got well once you have that. Once you once you have that comparison, yeah. like again, it's what's personal to you. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do Tony Robbins anymore. It was yeah. like too much. I like I like Tony Robbins for like the personal uh, mastery and sort of like working through uh, working through things that are holding you back. It's almost yeah. like uh, it's almost like therapy. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't. That's true. His is more therapeutic. Gary Vee's more like, uh, hey fucker, yeah. you want to do something, go do it, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think I I watched a, uh, I think it was just a, an Instagram thing with him on it, and he was, uh, I, I guess he was answering some questions, and there was this kid who was like, you know, I want to drop out of high school, should I? Yeah. And so they had this conversation, and this kid was like making a couple grand a month, mm-hmm. doing some online stuff, and Gary was like, drop out of high school. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. He's like, your parents are gonna hate me, but do it. You're, yes. you're probably making more money than them. Do yeah. It. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah, he he tells stories about like how he used to make three grand in a weekend and stuff like that. Like, I think that's a crazy. See, I don't have that level of entrepreneurship in me. I don't think like that's he had he had that right from the get go. That's because that's because we were raised that like if you don't have a paycheck coming in, yeah, you should be worried. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. weird because I always got amazing support from the family for my oh yeah for my art stuff. Well, but they had no idea what was involved in making a living. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to say, you know, follow your dreams, but you know, it's not, you know, and not everyone's really built for it. I don't think, and that's okay. I, I don't think most people follow, you know, follow their dreams and do what they really no, love. No, no. Yeah, um, but you know, they, they're supportive, like uh, the family, Jace. They're supportive, and and that's vastly like it's amazing, right? But um, I um, get, yeah, like even when I had. Um, uh, Sabon, a burger face. She, she said that her mom, uh, is an architect, mm. but, uh, the support wasn't like, it was there, but it wasn't like, Oh my God. Yeah. You should pursue art. Even yeah. though she was a sort of a creative, right. It's, it's hard for people to get on board with that when they're, you know, when you're of a different mindset growing up. Right. right? But, mm-hmm. but what I was going to say is like, get they're they're infinitely supportive, which is, it is rare. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but they're always like, just be careful though, you know, like you, you know, have some income, have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is important, you know? You oh know, shit. You, you can't, you don't want to like stress yourself out so much. No, right? so, you can't just die. Yeah. 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 That, that's for sure. You can't just dive in and be like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. No, it's gotta be pretty, cal- I think calculated to a certain extent. There's a lot of risk taking involved in, in just, you know, even the, really even the thought of becoming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an entrepreneur and, and self-employed and, and stuff. Um, but it, it has to be calculated because otherwise you, you know, yeah. you lose everything. Yeah. It's so easy to lose everything. Yeah. Like I say to Heidi, I, my wife, I say to her, like, I treat it like a game when it's really not a game mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I don't know sometimes what's coming in the next month. I have no idea. Yeah. But you just kind of trust that it will, which is maybe is, that's scary to some people. I, Enjoy not entirely knowing, but yeah, creating those avenues as I go. So if I have a really shit month and then I know the next month I need to step it up, then yeah. I'll put the stuff in place to make it happen. Well, the not knowing makes you work even harder. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sean and I had a conversation the other day and I've told this story before, but um, <clears throat> I, I said to him, it was a couple months ago now, but um, when... It gets tough, like you said. You have a hard month or whatever. 
I get pretty stressed. Like I, I can stress out, N- not like unreasonably. Like it's it's same. It's sane. It's like a reasonable stressed out level for what's happening, basically, right? Um, but at the same time, I'm like, it always works out. You know, it always it always always works out, whether it be personal or through the business or whatever facet of life we're, we're talking about. It seems to always work out. At least at least for me, or it does. that's my perspective. In which case, I yeah. hold on to that. But I said to Sean, I was like, I don't know why I stress out so much. Like it always works out. I don't know why I'm like getting myself all worked up. And he said like something really poignant and and I, you know, believe this. And he said like, uh, yeah, sure. It, it'll, all, it'll all work out and it seems to. But that's maybe beca- like a byproduct of because you were stressed, you started to put your nose to the fucking grinder, you know, and you started yeah. to like really work work hard because of the stress is kind of motivating you. Right. And everyone's been in that sort of situation where they need a couple hundred bucks to, yeah. to make rent or whatever. And all of a sudden you, you come up with these crazy ideas and some of them end up working out. Right. So y- your brain kind of goes into this overdrive mode because of that, that worry. So although it's causing you maybe taking years off your life, <laughs> probably. The, oh, I'm sure. The whole it. stressful situation. It's worth it. Though. Uh, you're going to make them rent that money. Oh yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, okay. So we're going to take a break here in about five minutes, but, um, what makes your, your partnership work? Cause you know, like, uh, I've had this experience. I worked with a friend and, uh, he had actually had a marketing business. So I did some marketing with him and, uh, yeah, it went sideways. So oh, yeah. yeah, it was not good at the end, but it was also because of me, I wasn't my, that's, that wasn't my, my, wasn't my love. Right. So yeah. I, I think part, I take some responsibility too. Yeah. Was it like a difference in personality sort of stuff? Or? Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Is this on. the person that I did some writing jobs for? Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> anyway. He owes me money. <laughs> Does he still owe you money? Well. I hope not. Sort of. Sort of. Anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of let go of that, but a, a long time ago, but um, point being like, you guys are you. You've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Does it kind of creep in? Like, oh man, what if what if something? What if down the road there's a rift or there's a? Honestly, it that doesn't creep into my mind at all. No. Um, I. You know, I've. Well, I have I have thought about it, but I don't think it will ever happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite confident about that because yeah, I've thought about it in the same sense that like it's responsible to think about that, you know, and. To say, like, oh, that's never going to happen to us. It's like, you know, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm sure some people are thinking or are hearing this and being like, oh, you should fucking wait, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. But I think we're very honest with each other in our line of communication is a very, is a very thorough. And because we've had a, like a strong friendship for so long, it's, it's not hard for me to say like, Sean, you know, you need to fucking buck, buckle down and like, or something like that or yeah or vice versa or whatever and so you call each other out on your show oh yeah oh yeah good sure. i mean before we even started the business we've argued about less important shit so it, <laughs> yeah you know yeah it, arguing about important stuff uh there's no there's no uh personal feelings attached to it it's, yeah. it's kind of what's best for the business and what's you know what's going to move us forward so and we we certainly have had some disagreements already but like mm-hmm. we the line of communication, like I said before, is, is, is strong and like we can have a healthy debate about it without taking it personally. And then we're also extremely good at, 
putting in like a bunch of hours of work during the day or during the night because we are there till 2 a.m. sometimes and and then having like maybe not such a great like business day or whatever together but then being like all right we're done for the day you want to go get a beer and it's not discussed you know it's it's totally separate it's totally separate worlds um you know just going out and being social together with you know our girlfriends or whatever and uh, and then and then the work at the office and, yeah. and, and the business. It's hard not to talk about it, even well, in a social setting, because it's like it's so much of your life. It's I love it. Also, sometimes yeah. we, we come across where we get things that are, during the day that are extremely exciting. Right. And usually that's when the conversation, the, the world's kind of seep over, which isn't a bad thing. It's the only reason we're talking about it is because it's because, uh, you know, we're jacked up. Right. But we have had certain times where. I remember one time specifically, like we were working and uh, we we had like a bit of a disagreement. This is with um, another partner that is no longer with us. And then we were going to party afterwards, like at the house. And uh, the meeting ended and it was kind of eating at me a little bit. And so I was like, Sean, can I talk to you for a minute? And we had a fairly heated conversation. Oh, yeah. We've had some good fights. Yeah. For like five or 10 minutes. And then, but we, we like fleshed everything out. And, and then afterwards I'm like, you good? And he's like, yeah, you good? Yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. It's, Hug it out. This is done. Whiskey. Hug it out. You have, a, have some whiskey. And then we're back to it. Yeah. And that's that specific example is, is a huge reason as to why I think that, that it's not going to be an issue anymore because we've had those conversations and it totally worked to just let it go. Yeah. And just let bygones be See, bygones. that's important in any, I, I would say across the board relationship wise. Yeah, you know, no, wife, totally. girlfriend, uh, parents, anybody say, hey, I have this concern. We love each other. Let's talk about this and then move on. I don't think enough people do that. People get their back up and they get so pissed and they yeah. hold on to it forever. Yeah. And like, how does that benefit anybody? Well, the only, I think the only times I've had like, uh, you know, kind of ugly arguments are, are when, you know, one or two or both people in the argument are not properly communicating. Yeah. And you know, from the get go, yeah, exactly. Right. You have yeah. to right from the get go. You got to be honest. You got to be um, clear on you know your wants and expectations. And yeah, stuff. we're gonna take a quick break. I'm using sand. Okay, we're just talking about horseradish. We're back. Yeah, we're we're divided on the concept of horseradish. Sean is not a fan. I think Jason people who don't no 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 no. I think people who don't like horseradish. There's something mentally wrong there. I'm not going to disagree that I'm, you know, all there, but. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but horseradish, I can't do it. It makes me. Uh, Sorry, but I had to go pay my parking. Those sons of bitches. They'll get you every time. I don't. See, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. So I can just say, like, I think I have, I think I have four tickets. I actually just got my fourth. You know what? I thought, honestly, God. Someone's going to tell her now. Son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought that I maybe had five hundred. You were telling me, so, yeah. So the other day, I went and I had to go change my uh, like the address on my license, and <laughs> I was talking to the lady and I was doing the whole change of address thing, and she, she's like looking at the computer. She gets a look on her face, like, "Oh my god." She's like, oh, "You know that you have some fines on here," and I was like, "Yeah, I do." I was like, "How much? How much are they?" She's like. It's $158. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank God. Do you know what? I've been there with the 407. Yeah. 
And uh, my 407 bill, I, I physically can't say how much it was because I'll throw up. <laughs> but um, I went to get my renew my license. And they only take your 407 bill from a certain date to a certain date. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's, so they don't get them for three months. Or so I thought it was going to be an astronomical amount, like, like some crazy amount. But it was a lesser crazy amount. It was still crazy. And I'm like, whew. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. That was like me. When she said $158. I was so relieved. It actually made a good day. Yeah, it was great. And you're like, oh, I have She's a little like, bit extra in my news? I was like, I honestly God thought it was going to be five, 600 bucks. She's it's like, nice well, it's such good news that the, uh, you know, the, the person's like, you are the happiest person I've ever seen pay tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, as you don't your, know how bad it is. Yeah. As your debit goes yeah. through, you're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so you guys are doing um, a bunch of stuff, but the most recent is Starter Company Plus. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's going on there? And for everyone who, outside of Peterborough, I, I mean, I'm sure every... Yeah, it's a squeaky chair. I'm sure everybody outside of Peterborough or other cities have something kind of similar. It's, but, really, it's really economic development. So generally, yeah. cities have something like that. Um, it might be called something different, but yeah, here it's Peterborough economic development. Yeah. I'm going to let Sean take this one cause I got to get another beer. Yeah. Do well, that. Well, grab me one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we were accepted to the, uh, started company plus program Yeah. and, uh, it's a pretty cool program. Um, cause it's, uh, I don't know something that's, so I'm, I'm just picking a beer here. So I, like a and red beer makes me pass out. So. Oh, I know. I picked up red. I picked up a stout. I don't know what it, how it is. By the way, there's another place in town. I'm going to go off track for two seconds. Um, it's at, we go to next door, which is um, uh, your other friend plays there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Hunter oh, yeah. Hunter plays yeah. there. But they have a beer that my friend got me on. It's really expensive, but it tastes like maple syrup. It's as thick as maple syrup. Oh, wow. Oh. That's really And uh, so he's like, I love this. Um, and he's, like he's from South Africa. So he's like, he just, he's oh yeah, you're a pussy. You know. <laughs> yeah, whatever you can't take. I said, I'll have one shirt. And I'm like, Hmm, really good. And he's loving it. And I'm like, Ugh. it's like, anyway, <laughs> a quick side note. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So we, um, we got into this, this program and, uh, so right now it's kind of, I guess all about building, building a business plan and then pitching your business plan mm -hmm. to a panel of judges. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of a little bit like Dragon's Den or uh, almost like the, um, what's that other one they have here? Uh, Cubs Lair and Bear, Bear, Bear's Lair. They have another one too. Yeah, there's one of those coming out soon too. I yeah. think it's Cubs Lair. We're, we're actually going to be, it, well, hopefully we're going to be in Cubs Lair as well. We've, we've applied and Good. Uh, we have... I got to go to the thing. Yeah, uh, we got a couple today, of orientation oh, today? Uh, yeah. se seminars today. But the way that one works, just a quick side side thing here. Uh, the way that one works is uh, so far there's 11 businesses that have applied. Mm -hmm. um, and then five of them are selected, I think, through the business plan. Um, five of them are selected to present uh, their their plan. And then winner gets a bunch of prizes and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah you guys are shooing for it. There's there's one of them for sure. I think yeah, it's the one that the, the starter company plus. I figure yeah, you guys yeah, I think you got that. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. There's uh, there's yeah. a lot of businesses, um, you know, that have good i you know good mm -hmm. business ideas and stuff in mm -hmm. the in the program. Mm -hmm. um, but the program's also been really good for us uh, networking wise. Um, yeah, because we the services we offer are all services a new business 
wants, right? It's all, you know, web design and, and branding and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's been, uh, it's been really, really good. You know, yeah. uh, so a lot uh, of these people. So on break, they're like, Hey buddy, uh, yeah. you want to do yeah. my website? Yeah, seriously. Honestly, exactly I think we've got like three, that. three of the businesses in there have now become clients. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? This stuff is so underrated. Not not just like competitions like this, but literally, like walking out your door and like you know going to see somebody or going to talk. Nobody, everyone undervalues that. That's honestly my favorite part about being an entrepreneur. Like leaving and going do things like this, or you go meet someone for coffee or something like that. Because you're working, but it really doesn't seem like it. No, beer is involved a lot of the time. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man, it should it should be involved in most things. I think. Yeah, but just that eye contact, even like it's so hard to to connect sometimes now. Where yeah, things are things are for good reason mostly done. Like I'm in the studio sending stuff out through email, text, very, very efficient, text, whatever. It's efficient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oftentimes, especially with you, you're you're working with people who are in Toronto or whoever, well, yeah, wherever else. I know you've done uh, commissions for people across the country, you know, and like yeah. sending pictures, and you can do it that way, but having that face-to-face interaction is like invaluable. Yeah. You know? yeah. And one of the main tenants, uh, tenants of, of this program, the Starter Company Plus program is they always go on about having people know, like, and trust you. And it seems obvious, you know, if someone wants your business, you have to be friendly and you have to be personable and you have to fit their brand a, a lot of the time. But having that face-to-face connection and, and going to coffee with someone or something as simple as that, um, it, it really builds that aspect of the business, right? You can have someone know, like, and trust you all within one conversation, um, just based on how you are as a person, how are, how you are as, as, uh, operating your business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And from a, from a sales aspect it um, you know, it's, it's way easier to do it in person because there's, you know, you don't want to send somebody, a, you know, a two page email, no. uh, you know, on the reasons they should buy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things that like don't get covered that you can't really cover in such a short email. But if you're talking yeah. to people and, uh, yeah. And think about how many, how much crap people get all the time in their email. Right. I get it all the time. We're just like, you know, yeah. People trying to sell you or pitch you or, or whatever, whatever, it everything, is. everything so to me, that's spam. Like if it's unprompted, that's total spam. I'm not, I'm not going to respond. Oh anymore. yeah. 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 For but, sure. uh, you know, to have, uh, like to be able to get across it, like we, we offer very flexible, like payment plans and stuff for, for people. So if, you know, a lot of our clients are startups and we understand that they don't have the capital, uh, you know, to, that's be, doing, huge. to be doing everything. Right. Yeah. So. That's awesome that you can, I think that's probably the number one fear of people, especially in that position. They're like, you know, I need this, but how the hell, how am I going to like, there's no way in hell I can afford well, anything through, through this program. We've actually learned that that we're fairly unique in this, in this industry, which, which is a amazing for us. Um, but B actually quite a surprise because, um, well, two of the things that, that apparently make us unique in this kind of industry of digital marketing and all that kind of stuff, we, we offer financing, which apparently isn't, isn't a, uh, common thing for something, for something like no. this. So, which is, which is really strange to me because, you know, you get a bill of, you know, five thousand dollars or sixty five hundred bucks. Are people really just paying that right up front and with no questions asked? Whereas with us, we're so kind of what our mission is evolving into is we want to help Peterborough in the same way that 
uh, the economic development is kind of right. So you have these small businesses. Sometimes it's only one person that is running this this new business, and they don't have a lot of capital, right? No. But they but they absolutely need certain things like a website. They're essential they're, services. Essential services is not something that you want. It's something that you absolutely need in order to operate business, especially depending on what kind of business it is. Yeah. And you don't might not have two thousand dollars to just shell out immediately to to the first person that bring that brings it up. Well, right? here's the here's the wicked part about that is. Um, say you help out someone that's coming up and then three years they blow up, right? Who do you think they're going to go to again? Yeah. Right. Right. And that's, and that's another part of it. Not that that's like the driving force behind, like, I don't, I don't want to call it charity, but like the, you know, helping, helping out smaller businesses. Yeah. But, but having that in the back of your mind is not, yeah. it's not a bad thing. And it's growing right. the community in a way that's going to help ultimately help you one way or, or, or the other, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's something that we can we have the power to help with, um, with, with small businesses. Cause like we know how it is, you know how it is. Every yeah. other small business owner knows how it is. Yeah. So we want to be sympathetic to that. So if you need to develop a payment plan, um, for, for our services, no matter what they are, that's no problem for us. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It also allows us to build, uh, you know, a, a good amount of trust between us and the client because, um, you know, we, uh, we have all these services and, you know, we deliver certain results, um, you know, so instead of paying $2,000 for, you know, a website or whatever, right at the gate, um, you know, you can be on a payment payment plan, say $500 a month. Yeah. And by that fourth month, you're because of the website and it's, you know, all trackable through analytics, you're going to have made more than we're charging you. Exactly. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah to uh to do it that way for yeah. for us because it, yeah. it shows that we're not we're not in it just for us we, no. we want you to do well yeah right and and we and you know if you do um if, if we help you do well you'll be able to pay us that's right <laughs> right yeah so, that's exactly it otherwise it doesn't make sense yeah. to work together yeah and that's why i'm like not opposed to doing either cheap work or free work depending on free work is great oh free work is great yeah Oh, hold on. We're going to take a mini break. It's going to be hard to do this. We're I taking a picture. All three. I think Jay's maybe we just, if you come in, that'd be better. Everyone stay, stay tuned. I'm going to crack the beer okay. during the photo. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Can I get the public and house logo in this? Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and we're back. Okay, we're back. here we go. <laughs> Social social media, yeah. son of a. Um, but basically, you know, we're in a position. That's... Oh, by the way, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. You guys gotta eat some fucking chocolate. I can't have that sitting around here. I don't know, man. I'll get see. George's ignoring me. It's only an hour. Yeah. I can't eat that much chocolate. I don't know. Okay. I can't agree with me. All right. Well, fine. Just have drink your beer. I Shut will. up. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, but we're if we're in a position where we can help out smaller businesses, and like I said, everyone knows that that struggle when they're first starting out. So um, it's funny though because although we're happy to do that, and we've never like uh, compromised any of our values in, in order to do that, um, it really just originated in the fact that we just wanted clients. You know, so yeah, <laughs> like a small business comes up to us and said, "Okay, we really want this service, but I can't pay for it all right now." And we're just like, don't worry about it. Let's let us do work, you know, for you. And yeah, we you need can, to be working. You can just pay us when you get it, no problem. Yeah. And this will help you pay for it, actually, too. So, um, if you're okay with that, 
just put up this payment plan and uh, and that's that's the way it'll go. But it actually worked out in both respects. A, we got the client, we got the the experience, the knowledge, and the in the, the portfolio edition. Um, and B, they got they got uh, a website that, that functions for them, and ultimately everyone got paid. Win win win. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so besides people approaching you which is, by the way, something I love, where people come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, I want to hire you. Doesn't that feel good? Literally just happens oh, before this podcast. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. So you're just sitting there. I, that's why I'm addicted to email. Yeah. Like, check my email. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what, what's, the, uh, how, what's client acquisition for you? How do you guys do that? Oh, there's um, Well, there's a ton of different things. Um, a kind of seemingly well-kept secret in the business world is uh i'm gonna i'm gonna expose it right here <laughs> is rfps requests yeah. for proposals yep. i had no idea they existed at all until you know a little while ago yeah and there's all these companies uh putting up on these databases uh, mm-hmm. a request for somebody to do some work for them and you submit you know your yep. proposal and if it goes well you you know you do work together yeah um so we do we do rfps um uh, cold calling, not a lot of it lately, but, uh, you know, when mm. things, when things are kind of slowing down, we, we cold call, which is, how do you feel about that? Uh, everyone hates it. No one likes cold calling. Okay. Um, but it's, I think it's absolutely essential and it also helps, uh, it helps people get over rejection and stuff, right? Cause that's you know, good. It's, um, it's, it's really good for, for, you know, training sales and, and stuff because it, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right, right from the, you know, hello, everyone, not like no one really likes you and you have yeah. to like work past that into, yeah. you know, I should try that. I should be like, meeting. Hey, you want a character? No. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> hey, you want a character? No. <laughs> it's, it's funny. You do like, you do a hundred calls and, uh, you know, you might get like, you might get, yeah. well, probably less than 10 people who are like, you know, actually, but friendly with you, no. with you, but <laughs> flip side from those 10. Who knows? Exactly. Right. Yeah, right. And it doesn't take even long. Even if you call. get one from it, it's worth your hour or two hours of, of, of cold calling. Uh, and it kind of just gets your name out there a little bit. Better. Yeah. Especially so if, if yeah, especially if like Sean said, if you have like, if there's a gap in some work or whatever, yeah. Pick up the phone. It's also just a foolproof way to, you know, get clients because it is, it is a numbers game. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be comfortable, um, you know, hearing no a lot to get through all the numbers. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you need work, yes, it's it's great. Yeah. Do you get, so, so who's, so you're the main, so Sean, you're the main sales guy or do you both kind of share that? Uh, we do a lot of sales work together. together. Okay. Um, how do you, how do you handle that? So if someone, how do you handle that? That it's it's mostly around scheduling, honestly. Um, Yeah. So I feel comfortable letting Sean go by himself. Uh, we try to go together and I think he feels comfortable with me going by myself as well. Yeah. We're we're blessed that that both of us are fairly good speakers and we can we can sell. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, it's better to just go together. But yeah. if, if schedules are conflicting uh, and and the client is is in a hurry, then you know we have yeah. no problem sending one or both or the other, whatever. Reject. So, um, what about if so you're in a meeting and someone's like, eh, I'm not sure. How do you are you good at turning the conversation to be like, listen. This is this is what we can offer you, you know let, let me build a broader picture for you like how do you handle a no so um, when you know when somebody gives us uh, a no um, okay so first of all we we're in this meeting because they're interested okay you have to kind of view it that way right, right? like right. 
there's a reason why we're talking. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh, they have a problem that needs to be solved. Mm. And as long as, uh, really, as long as you can solve that problem, you've you've got the work. If you, if you can do it for a reasonable price and whatever. So yeah. if they say no, it's, it's because of another issue. Either they don't trust you or they don't think they have the money, which is why we've developed the payment plans. Right. Um, and so it's all about, uh, you know, it's kind of really just directly asking like what, okay, so why, why not? Yeah. You know, like what's holding you back from, from going forward with this. Yeah. And then, you know, people are very honest about that. Yeah. And, uh, and then you kind of just work build around that. Yeah. You kind of build around that and you yeah. get to, um, that way, if you don't ask, you don't find out the problem Yeah. and then you can't really get past, um, you know, explaining how you can solve that problem. Yeah. Right. So the whole, I think you guys are light years ahead of a lot of people out there. Cause like, um, and being like a, like a young company, like it's hard to, it's hard. I think it's hard for people who are in business on their own to be like super flexible on some things. Right. Like, especially like for example, for payment, like that's yeah. a, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, that's a major hurdle. Right. Um, so you guys offering that is like, yeah, it's like a huge one for sure. I think it, it, um, it seems like a hurdle, uh, you know, talking about it, but when you actually do it, it, it gets you more clients yeah. and, it, and it becomes, it, it becomes like a helping factor, uh, in, in actually creating income because, um, you know, you make this, you make this grand gesture and, uh, and people, people really like that. Yeah. Right? it's kind of, um, there's a company called Zaffle. It's like a clothing. I've heard company. of that. Yeah. I think I've seen ads. I'm sure yeah. yeah, they're huge, yeah. huge, huge company online. And, uh, you know, in the beginning stages, uh, their, their business, like it was doing okay. And yeah. Stuff. And they, they went to, with this consultant who, uh, who talked them into making a, uh, return policy with, uh, being that you can return anything, anytime for whatever reason, full money back, they pay shipping, uh, which is crazy. You would think that, it, you know, it yeah. would, it would put revenue down. Um, but it actually got them more business and less returns because people trusted them more. Yeah. Right. So you make these, you make these grand gestures and it, you have to follow through also. You yeah. can't just like say stuff. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cause in the, yeah, in the age of social media, yeah, every, I mean, you're called out instantly. Exactly. Yeah. If you, if you screw it up, you know, yeah. if you, well, if you lie, people are, yeah. people aren't going to like you. No, people so. aren't going to like that at all. <laughs> as long as you follow through with your grand gestures, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think it's important to at least have one, that kind of stands out from, Thanks, from other companies. Thanks, George. Grab, grab the chocolate. I'm doing my part. I appreciate it. Hey, um, you want to grab me a beer? It's so far for me. Sorry. I wasn't going to have a second beer, but I thought this is, yes. I probably should. And then you thought you'd have a second beer? Oh, that's beer. my old one. See, I didn't, just put that away. No one needs to see that. It saves beers. <laughs> no. It's a half you beer in the fridge. this now. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's really bad now. By the way, oh my God. What's up with this beer? That's horrible. We can't explain that. I don't know. I like the I like the label on that. That's horrible. I gotta throw that out. I don't know how long it's been in there for. So another no. I don't want raspberry. That's the last one. Unless you, you guys took the other ones. Unless you want a Canadian. No, give me that. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm having a. Um, can we not drink the Canadian either? Do you like that can? Worth <laughs> the lakes. Hey. I thought this was Publican. It is Publican House. Oh, it uh, is. Publican bought the recipe from Corth and Lakes oh, Brewing. For the, I, I'm I was, talking about the raspberry. Uh, okay, I'll try it. No, I've heard podcast. good things. Yeah, heard good things. So I'll drink it. Um, so another question I started asking people um, is kind of... trouble with that beer? 
Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> um, is where people get, so where do you guys, draw, where do you draw your power from? So um, I was saying that I like, I get mine for sure from, from the family. So if things are good at home, like the wife's good, Heidi's good, the kids are good, then I can leave the house feeling like my battery's full. Like I'm good. I can give everything I have to that day. Right. Yep. Um, so where do you guys, where do you guys draw your, your energy from? That's kind of a, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mine. Yeah. All right. You go first. Let me think about mine. Cause what a cocky bastard. Yeah. Look at <laughs> that's, where get, that's where it gets it from. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I just, it must be mom. That's cocky then. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. We're both dicks. Um, we're both dicks. <laughs> um, I, I draw my power the way you put it there. Um, I guess from like, I don't know. I, I feel confident and I love the challenge of, of the whole entrepreneurial lifestyle mm-hmm. because it really is all up to you. But in terms of, see, I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate in the fact that like, no matter like everyone around me is extremely supportive of, of what I'm, what I'm doing, no matter what it, it does. I made a joke actually in the starter company plus program, uh, a couple of weeks ago when, uh, one of the people were asked, sorry, that's my alarm. Keep one going. of the, one of the, uh, instructors were asking, um, if they had, if, if everyone had support at home and everyone kind of laughed and like shook their head, like, no, 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 my wife thinks I'm crazy or, you know, my, my, my in-laws think I'm wasting my time and all that stuff. And I was laughing too, but it was for the opposite reason. And the instructor called me in and said, Jordan, why are you laughing? Uh, you're shaking your head. And I was like, actually, I have the opposite problem. You know, my parents are infinitely uh, supportive and so is my partner and pretty much everyone around me. So if I robbed a bank tomorrow, they'd be like, sick, how much you get? <laughs> you know, like, it's not like, why would you do that? You it's know? Be like, good job. How'd you pull that off? Yeah. So it's like, it's almost too supportive, you know, it's like, don't yeah. a little bit. I need, like I said, I need some adversity in here for, for me to make, be successful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would say, um, as a learned behavior, uh, I know that I'm going to be supported, but also, uh, in my personal life now, like my partner, Telsey is a like entrepreneur herself and she's, she's starting her own business and everything like that as well. So we really bounce off each other and kind of hype each other up when one of us is down sort of thing or which will happen uh, all the time sort of thing. And uh, we, we just, we just help each other out and it's extremely supportive and it's extremely uh, beneficial to the overall process. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's where I I draw it from. Um, So yeah. So yeah. As well as the challenge. Yeah. So we just have that. We are lucky. Like our, our family is ridiculous about that stuff. Like if you want to do something, like go do it like but have a plan but have a plan and do it um and i mean same with heidi i mean super fortunate that way don't take it for granted um yeah it's awesome sean um yeah i think i don't know i think a, a lot of my a lot of my power comes um i think it comes from the way um the way i was raised and the way my dad kind of taught me to be um just self-sufficient yeah. and uh, cause I've never really, um, you know, after once he kind of taught me that I've never really known anything, anything different. And it's kind of yeah. just habitual to uh, not um, let anybody else be, you know, responsible for, you know, paying my rent or whatever. Yeah. Or, 
uh, you know, keeping my head above water. Yeah. Uh, like there is no, there is no life raft. Yeah. Right? We've had so, that too. Same, same with Jordan and I. Yeah. There was no, like, there was, I mean, at the beginning too, when I went to art school, mom and dad, I mean, they're doing much better now, but they weren't in a position at that point to do, to help me at all. Right. So right. I remember going, um, and that's actually more, it seems to be more helpful. Oh my God. I don't know. When you're I, not helped, no, it's more I, helpful. <laughs> we can do what we're doing now without, without that. Hey, uh, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, but I remember get, uh, getting the money together to go to, to school Yeah, and they're like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and so I ended up going through, um, this place called BioVale. So it was, uh, I don't know if I told you this. So it was a, it was a medical testing facility. Oh yeah. Mom, mom told me about so, that. So, so I had no idea how I was going to pay f- to move to Oakville. To so go you're to, like donating blood and to go like, to art school. No, you just have medical <laughs> no, testing. No, I was in a fucking lab for a month. <laughs> no way. And I was in bunk beds. It was like, um, it was like a halfway house. It was like, so there's a people off the street in there, like okay. coming to, so it was two grand at the end of it, the study. Yeah. So they wake you up in the middle of the night, they take your blood. So you're on like these meds. They wake you up, take your blood, okay. analyze it. You're in the same room. You're in the same facility for a month. And all I did was draw the whole time. Right. I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. It's yeah. going crazy. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, at the end I got two grand and then I oh, was cool. able to go off to school. So because, and by the way, they checked with grandma to make sure it was okay. She's like, she's like, she's like, yeah, it's safe. Um, but as long I, as he gets the placebo, otherwise. Yeah. I, and we had no idea what we were getting. So were you like taking, were you taking a drug or It was anything? a drug. Yeah, it was. Eh? Yeah. But it That's, was, I can't remember what the drug was at the time. This I, was, this I thought was, about doing that. Like yeah. I, I've been in like financial situations. Where I'm sure. Like, I either need to really step up my advertising game or I need to, you know, take some weird drug that you know, yeah. this company hands me and you know they're they legit check and they check on me like six months later and yeah. hope i'm not dead they're legit they're out there so so anyway i did that and then i had money to move but right. it was only because i had no other <laughs> options so when you have no right. other options you find a way and i think more people need to have that yeah jays i know i know you and i know for sure that it crossed your mind at least when you signed up for that program maybe i'll get superpowers from this Son of a bitch. You know me Maybe too it's well. some sort of radioactive thing. I'll get some you know me too well. That would have been really cool, <laughs> by the way. origin story. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> Chemical testing. Man, he needed money for school. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know, his life would never be the same. <laughs> Super Wilkins was born. <laughs> yeah. I wish. That would have been awesome. But anyway, yeah. That's that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of where I draw my, my power from is the, you know... Um, that skill kind of handed down from my father, the, that self self-reliance, obviously, you know, this, the support I get, uh, from my partner, um, yeah. and from my family is, um, you know, is great yeah. and it, and it helps. Uh, but I think the main, uh, I think even, even not to like, you know, diminish any of that. I think, I think with, without it, I, I would still do it because it's, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a, you know, the no, feeling you your chest. It's a good point. Like, you can have all the support in the world, but if you can't hack it, if you don't have a little bit of grit there, you got to then get dirty. Uh, yeah. Then you're not going to, you know, you're just not going to do it. You're yeah. Just, it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. There's too much thrown your way all the time. I think part of it for me as well is, is also that that time in that corporate world because I know what else, like the alternative yep. is out there and that really scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm never going back to that. No. Yeah, you have to know what's out there, what you hate. Because, yeah, yeah I know what's on the other side. It's it's call center life. That yeah. was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. 
And yeah. that, that was a decade of my life gone. I think I talk about it every podcast. I should really stop talking <laughs> I, about I it. Brought, I brought that up, just so you know, as you as a personal hero. <laughs> in, uh, in the Flowcast, when, when I was on that podcast, about how, you know, the resiliency of you being in that call center for like 10 years, but also having something that you're supremely passionate about. Like, it sucks anyways, you know? Yes. But having something uh, at home that you love to do, but you're, you're stuck doing this thing. Yeah. God, that is torture. It hurts, man. Cause all you want to do when you're doing that thing you hate is to go back to the thing you love. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to take a break. We're coming back right back. There's two beers. Yeah. The record just broken. We're back. That was, um, uh, I have to apologize publican because Jordan Porter, uh, of new Foss media, just open a Canadian. You know what? If uh, if you had any more publicans, I would actually really prefer yeah. a nice pub house ale. But last time I was there, and it seems to be that they have run out. The, yeah, they're right? too popular. That's why they're so good. They're so good. Yes, yeah, so you're not drinking a Canadian because, and I don't say that just because they give me a free beer. It's out of, <laughs> of scarcity. The Canadian. <laughs> yeah, they're good. It's like water, right? It's fine. It's for hydration. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, what were we talking about? There's still lots of chocolate there, but you guys are doing a good job. There's a lot of empty wrappers on the table, sure. and I feel sick, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I have a question about the creative side. So do you guys, sure. do you guys lean easily lean into um, being creative? Like when you're coming up with like campaigns or whatever? Do you guys lean into that fairly easily or do you have to, does it take a little bit for you to, do you have to bounce stuff off somebody or what, how does that work? What's your process work like? Um, well, we have a structure for everything that we do. So mm. there's a general structure for the web design. There's a general structure for the email marketing campaigns in terms of like what's going to end up happening for for each of them. But Within those structures, we get pretty creative, I think, you know, and that's, that's really important for, because every client is different, right? Yeah. And this is also something that we discovered that we're very unique, unique about, you know, the financing was one thing. Um, but another thing that we uh, are, are doing really well at, and apparently people love, is that while Sean and I are really the only employees, essentially, so I do mainly the writing services and Sean does a lot of the um, the web design and like, yeah, just, just design in, in general. He also makes infographics and things like that. But neither one of us are professionals in web or sorry, um, uh, photography or videography or graphic design, like creating a logo and really comprehensive and, and, and detailed. Yeah. So we're not fooling ourselves ever. You know, we're never going to be like, oh, I'll come and do uh, the photography for you. I'll do a shoot for you. Because Really, I could do it, but I don't really know what I'm doing with it. So it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck, right? So like, and it, we want ultimately the best product ever for each client. Now, the way that traditional digital marketing and like marketing firms work is they have a core team, right? So you have the operating officer, you have the photographer, you have the videographer, and that's the same for every client. We actually think that that's a little bit weird way a, a bit of a weird way to operate right mm. so who says sean sean did a really good analogy on this where he said not every movie is made by 
Quentin Tarantino, you know, amazing director. A lot of people love his movies, but if that was the only director in the world, it's going to be weird, right? Like yeah. <laughs> not as many people are, are going to watch movies. It'd be like so. enough already. That's yeah. right. So it's the same thing with photographers, videographers, any other freelance artists, um, yourself included, Jace. People have their own unique style. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You end up having a style based on uh, the work that you do. So how is that going to fit in for every single client that you have? Mm-hmm. Bottom line is it's not, right? So no. we we are unique in the sense that Sean and I are the core team and we're looking to hire other people for for like administrative roles. But overall, we're going to have mostly freelancers like People are buying our Rolodex, which is why we um, identify ourselves as a media brokerage rather than a media agency. So you have someone that's, um, you know, like a huge company and they want something really clean cut. We're going to pair them with someone like a a photographer that's going to bring that message across or a videographer that's going to bring that message across. Whereas you have someone that's really creative and wants something really funky like a flying monkeys sort of beer logo that's not going to really jive with the person that's great at making corporate content yeah you know they're gonna so we have the opportunity since we don't have people on payroll that we need to make useful um to outsource to different freelancers that fit the exact style of each client so we can actually personalize your account so much more than any other traditional digital media agency, which is a huge benefit for us and the client because we don't have to have people on payroll. Uh, We can customize your account right to your needs and we can actually lower costs because our overhead is much less because we don't have people on payroll that we need to make useful. Yeah. And so, well, and another wicked part about that is we live in a community here. It's a hotbed of art of the art. Like uh, it's a hotbed of, creatives yeah so like it's not like you're great it's not like you're grabbing people off the internet like fiverr or whatever and being like you know yeah we can do a logo for you and then outsource it to some dude that you don't know online you we you guys have access to you know like i know for a fact you've used photographers in town for for jobs yeah we've had we've had a couple different photographers like on deck for people and then kind of selected okay this person would probably be the better match for this particular client yeah and uh and, and we're happy to, it, well, it goes back to our mission statement that we were talking about before. Like we want to help uh, Peterborough out in the same way the, that the economic development is helping Peterborough out, where we're helping freelancers and small businesses kind of boost themselves up. And it's a wicked ecosystem yeah, we have yeah. here. Like it, it, I, I see it over and over and over again where, where um, people are willing to help uh, anybody like, you guys are willing to hire on a photographer and then that photographer then can, you know, help out somebody. It's just this, it's just, it just goes around and around and around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's and how it should work. It seems it, uh, Peterborough is really great for that because it seems like it's not even people are just like willing to, they actually want to here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just moved from, uh, I've only been here for like, I don't know, two months or something. Yeah, that's like right. That, right. Yeah. So, um, I moved from Oshawa and Oshawa is like, it's a very different city. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I don't want to shit talk. Well, well, everybody knows Oshawa. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, not candy coated. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but the dirty shop for a reason. And, and like p- businesses don't seem to stay alive there. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Not for very long anyways. And I think it's because it's a very secluded 
town. Everybody's kind of like in it for themselves. And it's. Yeah. And that's something for sure that's unique here because I've been across Ontario for work. And it's easy to say where you live is a piece of shit. But yeah. when once you see what's on the other side of it, I mean, there's not many places like Peterborough, to be yeah. honest. There really, really isn't. And then going back to the freelancers, like, we also don't want to tie anyone down because we understand that people have passion projects and we want them to pursue those things. So the last thing we would want is to have, you know, a photographer on on payroll and say, hey, you can you got to sign this NDA. You, you have to sign this contract. You can only work for us. Um, and if we have jobs, we'll give them to you. Well, that's not really how it should work these days. You know, people should be able to just take contracts like a really cool contract in Nigeria or something like that. I know you had Sam Moss on the, on the, on the show a, yeah. couple, a couple of weeks ago. And that's never, that is the perfect example of someone that you want to hire, but also you would never want to tie down, you know, because yeah. you don't want that person to give up awesome opportunities, but you also want them because it's going to make them better ultimately. Right. Yeah. But you also want them to be on your Rolodex, right? Yeah. Because they're, they're an incredible artist and if they're willing to work with you, yeah. then fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Why why would you restrict someone else's success? Yeah. To, you know, to hold them down to like, no, you're my key player. Yeah. I was like, exactly. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't yeah. help you doing that. Yeah. And the kind of the kind of artists that would be tied down to like to a company like that, you gotta think that they're a little bit lower level, mm-hmm. honestly. And not to put down anyone down or anything like that, but you gotta think that you might not just believe in yourself to really do it yourself. Right. So if you can have a bit of a contract with a company like ours and be guaranteed work here and there, but also do you man, like hustle yourself. And that's why you would go to that specific artist anyway, because you know that they're just going to, they're going to do their best in in, in their style too. Right. Yeah. Um, What's uh, we'll end it off soon because you guys got to go because you're very important people. You have a job after this, I think, right? or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, you, if there's a niche market that you guys want to work for, is there anything that you have kind of like that? There's a few companies I know of where they, they're like, you know what, we have to hone in on one client base, and we're just gonna, and we're passionate about that one. Is there anything you can think of, or are you just loving like where it's going right now? I I am loving where it's going right now, uh, and I like I like helping as many you know people uh, as we can. And as many businesses as we can, but I, I think if we were to kind of narrow, um, narrow it down, I, I wouldn't say no to other customers. But if we're, you know, if we were to do some advertising to kind of build a, a larger base mm-hmm. of, you know, our target customers, I think I'd, I think I'd want them to be. Uh, I don't know if I'm using this right, but like fringe businesses. I know you've said that before, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan, but, um, you know, so like not so suit and tie, yeah, uh, styles. You know, yeah. stuff. Basically, you want to work with someone that you think is interesting. It makes it a lot easier to be passionate about the job. Like if someone comes to me or us with a with an awesome business idea and they say they need a website for him, I'm like, okay, that's that's different. That's that's really awesome, you know? Yeah. And basically we're using Newfoss Media as a vessel to just kind of I think Sean will agree with me on this. We just love meeting like weird people, you know, love yeah. meeting weird and new people. And yeah. like, like you said, the, the fringe community is awesome. You know, it's, 
it's it's something off the beaten path and you always learn you, you seem to always learn something from those kinds, yeah. of, also, kinds of industries also very passionate people yeah. in sort of the you know the fringe sector um yeah because you know otherwise yeah i always look for those kind of like outliers too because like and those are the ones that i will that i gravitate to as well mm -hmm. and that that i'm more than willing to like even say hey like I'm so excited about this. Let's just make it work, whatever it takes. Like yeah. even, even the budget's not there. Let's just work it. Yeah. So, because I want to work it. Right. Um, so that's cool. So you guys are just, you're riding the wave right now. Kind of. Yeah. That's wicked. I, uh, really enjoying it. That's wicked. And part of that goes back to the sense that like, we just don't want to say no to anyone because that's a hard one. Are, that's a hard one. Yeah. I always have trouble with that too. But in, in doing that, we've met a lot of really awesome people and, and, and I think that's kind of where the f whole fringe community comes into play, where that's generally what our client base has been so far. Yeah. Because usually those are like small businesses, they're starting up or whatever, and they need help. And, and, and that's, that's fine. We can provide that. But in doing that, you meet like the most awesome people. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's born out of. Yeah. Um, so we'll finish it off. But what ad advice for, I asked this of everybody, advice for anyone coming up so you guys again like this is fairly new you guys are still kind of in your infancy but you're doing great but so what would you kind of say to someone starting out um i would i would recommend uh i'd, I'd recommend reading a book on on communication yeah um i think that's one of the biggest things that's that's helped me in in business yeah um you know, it might not be the, the most fun thing to do is read yeah. a book, but it's... Uh, Emotional IQ, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's... Especially know, if you're in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. just, there's so many things uh, and so many doors that can be opened up for, you know, easier communication between you and a partner, you and a client. Um, and it just, it makes life a lot easier uh, when you're a good communicator. And, you know, whether it be sales or just personal... Yeah. Uh, stuff. So yeah, I would, you could have all the, all the, all the fucking like education in the world and then tank on, on being like a good communicator. Yeah. If you said, and then you're, that's it. It's done. Yeah. Nobody exactly. cares anymore. Yeah. Nobody cares. If you can carry a conversation and, um, you know, provide something, uh, in that way that nobody else can, then you're going to win it. Yeah. Like every single time. Yeah. hundred percent. Thank you guys for being on. It's great. We're so drunk right now. It's not even funny. No, just kidding. <laughs> Thank just you kidding. for having us on, Jace. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. I'll have you on again soon. Because um, you guys, I mean, last time I had you on, you didn't have nearly as much happening as you do now. So we'll check in in about a couple months. And Hopefully we got more stuff going on. We can't just uh, talk about all the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll drink more beer anyway. Yeah. yeah. Might... If, if nothing else, I'm coming back for the beers. Perfect. They'll be, <laughs> still be, they'll be here. Thanks, Publican. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.